0: Hello and welcome to episode 36 of RangerPod, the podcast that completely ignores Zordon's instructions on how to destroy the morphing grid one episode at a time. <laughs> I'm PDT, I'm sort of an expert in Power Rangers. Sometimes I'm here, sometimes I'm not. Deal with it. Joining me is Baldy Grax, who knows very little about Power Rangers... And Quinn, who is also bold, and who I like to think is kind of my apprentice in this
1: uh, hi, well, I guess there's one way to introduce the two bold guys of the show
0: <laughs> I mean, I have a very lustrous head of hair Where on your body? well, you know I'm very bold down in the pubic region um. You're like the inverse of us. Yeah, pretty much. So, you know, all yeah, you've got, like, my head of hair down in your pubic region, whereas I've got your head of hair down in my pubic... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, wigs and merkins, they
1: do
2: wonders. Basically, we've got hair in all the right places.
0: Between us, we've got the right amount of hair in the right (laughs) amount of places. (laughs) So, that's a really weird way to begin a podcast about Power Rangers, <laughs> but we're going with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it makes it about as much sense as the stuff has been happening in today's episode of Power Rangers. Oh, good segue.
0: Nice. Yeah, classic. Love that. Because um, we are looking at Birds of a Feather, which first aired when, Quinn?
2: Oh, f***ing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on the twenty second of November, nineteen ninety three.
0: That is right, one day before Doctor Who's thirtieth anniversary. Is it really? Yeah. 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 Wow. But Grax, in mm-hmm. the time honoured fashion, why don't you take it away as quickly as possible? We'll probably chip in and interrupt you. Tell us what mm. happened.
1: Okay, so we see Zack training some children in karate at the gym and Juice Bar and pays particular attention to one young student called Cameron, saying that if he believes in himself, he'll get very far, which is when we see Balkan Skull appear to mock Zack and his young fighter. But who's this? Balkan Skull? They've got their own child, their own child fighter called Biff. Where did he come from? There's back, back, back to the, the future. Yeah, uh, very good. Meanwhile on, moon, <clears throat> meanwhile, on the moon, Rita states that Finster has already created this new monster, the 40-foot-tall Hatchasaurus, and is beginning to terrorize the Earth. The five heroes are seeing... Um, Cameron take part on this uh, competition, but unfortunately they have to be taken away because Zordon calls them. And Zach's like, "Oh no, I can't leave! I can't leave Cameron!" Oh, but I got to because responsibility. So he goes up to Cameron, goes, "I've got to go." And You've
0: Cameron... missed something really important. You've missed Jason coming in his new jacket. But we'll get to that later.
1: <laughs> At the command center, Zordon says that there's a monster and it's being controlled by a central computer called Cardiotron. Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's it's right. Clearly,
1: just a heart. It's just yeah. a, It's morphing time at 6 minutes and 10 seconds. And then straight away it's the dinosaurs plus Jason summons the dragon sword. And so all the dinosaurs and the dragon Zords are fighting the well. hatchasaurus at some random place in some random woodland area and they fight it fight it and they destroy it and everything goes great. And then on the moon Rita vomits a red energy beam to bind up the dragon sword in a, some kind of energy rope. And then they come back at the command center is all good, but how hold on a second. The hatchasaurus it reforms. And so it's morphing time. Once again Again at nine minutes and thirty seconds. So the heroes, some of the Dragon swords to form the Mega they fight the Hatchasaurus who is trashing the city. Jason Grats,
2: tries to. Summon... This is way more boring than the actual episode. <sighs> <sighs>
1: oh my, sorry, man. I'm
0: getting impressed with the speed that he's saying some of this, though. He's I am really impressed to... at the
1: speed that
2: you're <laughs> yeah. saying some of this. But uh,
0: so
1: this then the Dragon on... Sword appears, but then it's a little bit tied up. And then they're trying to fight, and it's proven to be too strong. And then Jason goes, "Oh, forget this." He jumps inside the Hachosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> he jumps inside the Hachosaurus. No, I think you've,
0: you've missed out. Then destroy. Try and destroy it one more time
1: i'm trying to cut down because it's i mean granted the power sword sequence is quite cool but it reforms and then jason jumps in to take a look at the cardio cardiotron and he gets all bound up but then he goes ah oh, i'm gonna free up the dragon's all with my flute dagger and that works and then the Cardiotron and Jason they come outside Jason gets out his dagger and his sword did I mention that he summoned the golden shield thing chest thing that Tommy used to have well he did at this point well I have now he summoned it and then he does a big cut and then Cardiotron explodes he's gone and allows the Power Rangers to form the Ultra Sword to destroy the Hatosaurus for final for reals this time and the episode ends it was all
0: going so well
1: and the episode ends no it wasn't (laughs) the episode ends with Biff and Cameron taking part in this competition, fighting each other. Cameron wins the end.
0: And that pretty much sums it up. Well, I'm really glad that Zach taught him to believe in himself. At the very I beginning, mean, because he we, wasn't there. Well, see, this, this is a big thing. Like, half of the Netflix synopsis is, Zach teaches a young child to believe in himself. No, he doesn't. Well, he, well, he says, look, you just got to believe in yourself. That's the yeah, only he, sentence he says. He, he says it twice. He says, believe in yourself, and then it's like, oh, I'm not going to be here for your performance. Uh believe in yourself though. And then he's off.
1: I think that's quite a good useful inf- uh, lesson to learn for a young child of say 12 years old. Well, that you get abandoned by your peers and guardians. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just when you need them most. <laughs>
0: Well, it's a great lesson to learn. I'm just not convinced that Zach actually taught him it.
1: No. <laughs> well, he did. No, it was, it was life. It was life teaching yeah. young Cameron that this is what life's like. and then Sometimes
0: when... people will just up and leave on you.
1: <laughs> and they will, might come back to try and beg for forgiveness. But
0: yeah. I
1: thought that was a little bit strange, a little bit heavy for a children's show, that's for sure. But then Cameron was very quick to forgive.
0: Well, you know, he's only there to facilitate like minor plot You know, it's
1: barely a plot He's there to wear the
2: the green garments that are missing now that Tommy's not in the show
0: (laughs) He's there to pad out the time between the extensive action sequences
1: Which most of this episode is, because it's mostly dragon sword fighting Um, Did you say that um,
2: it was morphing time at about six minutes, right? Yes Is that like one of the earliest that we've had?
0: I think
1: so. It's um, yeah, I think it's one of the earliest appearance of uh, morphing time, and it's certainly one of the earliest appearance of the Dragon Sword.
0: It's one of the earliest in a single episode. I think. I think during parts of, say, the Green Ranger saga, right? Yeah, they
2: were quite early. Yeah, They'd be morphing right at the start of an episode. That's a good point. Yeah, that's
1: slightly different though because it's a continuation of uh, an existing story, as a part two. Whilst this is the, the earliest of a fresh new story for Power Rangers. Yeah. That's what that's what PDT yeah. is saying.
0: You know, you Ranger, oh, there's so much going on there. Mm. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that later, yeah. Should we talk about Cameron and Biff? I would like to talk about this. I am
1: super interested in Biff. Why? Because where did he come from? I mean, where
0: did Bulk find this young kid to begin with? Same place he found the ninjas, like, several episodes ago.
2: Yeah. He's got a habit of just finding <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people,
1: plot-appropriate people. Yeah, well, what does he actually say to these people to, to convince them to be on their side? Hey, kid, uh, I can promise you he's the like, chance. I've got some puppies in my van.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, do you hate nerds?
1: Yeah, he's like, come with me, you can beat up some nerds. But there are no nerds to beat up, and Cameron doesn't look like a nerd.
0: Oh, Cameron is clearly a bloody nerd. <laughs> really? Yeah.
1: I don't know, I mean, he—he. He, what, what are his characteristics that made him a nerd?
0: Generally, his face.
1: Yeah, and his hair, a little yeah.
0: bit. And the fact that he's having anything to do with Zach.
2: I suppose that's true. Yeah, no, who, no. who who in their right mind
1: opts for dance karate lessons? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was a
1: bit surprised by that. There was no real hip-hop Kido that... Uh... Do you think those kids come from a household where
2: one parent wanted them to do ballet and the other one wanted them to like to learn to fight?
0: He's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so, right, no, you can do hip-hop Kido and that's it. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, there was a lot of very dramatic music going on while they were doing their, like, practising and things, and when Biff comes in. It was like the music that would normally play during a putty fight, but mm. it, because there was no putty fight in this, they're like, yeah, let's just give this some dramatic stings. What's the point? I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah! Apart from when Cameron falls on his ass and there's a boing!
1: <laughs> well, I think it was just a case of they were trying to recreate the Karate Kid. The entire plotline is the recreation of the
0: Karate Kid. I'm sure the writers of the
1: show watched the movie uh, Karate Kid a weekend ago and went,
0: that's a storyline we could use. I really feel like plotline is overhyping this element of the story. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, it's so insignificant. It's like five,
0: six minutes in total of the entire episode of Power. Oh, it's too much of the episode, but subtle happens.
2: Now, that's true of a lot of these extra bits that they get. Into Power Rangers is it? They, they end up taking up a, a almost a third of the runtime, and nothing really interesting happens.
0: I think it's part of the mandate of being a Saturday morning kids show, oh, isn't it? They totally. Kind of have I understand to have right there. To ba- Yeah, they have to have it to balance out the violence and all that lot by having mm. more violence, kid yes. on kid violence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but can we talk about Jason's? Awful jacket. Uh,
2: sure, yeah. He I...
0: comes in wearing this awful, like maroon brownish, like jacket over his usual, like bright red vest.
1: It does seem a little
0: bit out of place because
1: normally everyone's all color coded due to their Power Ranger form. But it's like he was trying to make
0: a statement of some kind, but it got forgotten. It is still red, but it's yeah. It just looks really crap on him. I'm, I'm not usually a fashion guy, but I feel like he's never seen again. I hope I'm. I hope I'm right.
2: But Well, it's not seen again in this episode, is it? No. No,
0: no, because they... There's a continuity error. <laughs> <laughs> that makes an interesting question.
1: Why did they purposely make that shot of Jason by himself? So the story, the scene goes, the four of the heroes, they're watching camera, they're getting ready to watch camera, and then Jason walks into the entrance by himself, and that's the point where Zordon contacts him and says, hey, by the way, come to the command centre, there's a new monster. Why, why did they not do the usual thing of all five of them are together their risk communicators go off and they hide up why, why do they choose to make jason stand out and it seems like maybe the answer is to show off that jacket
0: no you see i think Grax might be onto something i i think maybe this was like one of the producers or something they really wanted that red jacket so they made austin st john wear it showcase it in a scene write it off as a tax expense <laughs> I mean, it's
2: possible. I mean, that's why it's not seen later on. He's already nabbed
0: yeah. it. I mean, Four days like... into the
2: shooting schedule, and it's just disappeared.
0: But, you know, we all know that Haim Saban was a bit of a cheapskate back then. That's why half the Rangers leave. So, yeah, I suspect Haim Saban was just rocking that jacket later that week. Yeah.
1: That is one of the most cunning things I've ever heard related to Power Rangers.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's either that or they just wanted to switch it up a bit, to be honest. I like your theory better. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's odd actually, because I mean, yeah, when Jason's in the command center when they're when Zordon's telling them what to do, Jason's looking very kind of almost like he's going to cry. It's yeah, it was odd. He looked more tense than normal.
1: It feels like there's something missing, doesn't it? Yeah, With Jason, uh, Saint Onston having more acting lessons. <laughs>
0: Maybe.
2: I think I think it acting is... lessons are just missing from the whole of the Power Rangers. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this week we're doing sad. Yeah, (laughs) whether it's (laughs) a. This is your home. Well,
2: only, only really, Jason. None of the others get much else to do other than uh, Zach with his karate competition. (sighs) I I feel like
1: I've noticed something in terms of this episode and the previous. Nobody else has got anything to do except one or two major characters. Yeah. So, Billy has nothing to do. Trini has nothing to do. Kimberly has nothing to do. Rita and her minions have absolutely no input in this episode whatsoever.
0: Well, hang on. No, that's not true. No. Rita... Rita
1: spellbinds dragonzord at one point and that's the only thing she does that makes a difference in this entire episode
0: think about and sending down cardiotron in the first place
1: well it was down there to begin with rita says okay vince has already sent down the monster that's so there's no build up to the monster it's just there and then they make a few quips on the occasional scenes to break up the main fighting and then rita zaps the dragonzord of her energy beam but there's no real contribution. There's no real drama. There's no real anything.
0: Yeah, but they probably still have more lines than Trini. <sighs> oh God, yeah, that's true. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. Squat- oh geez, I think
2: Squat has more lines than Trini <laughs> in this episode.
0: Oh
1: no! But I kept forgetting that the, the Rita and the minions were involved in this episode. So that—that's. I was shocked by how little I thought about them. Mm.
0: Well, obviously, the, the command center is where Zordon tells them. Okay, you've got to get inside the Hatchetron and destroy the Cardiotron. But how do we do that? Just believe in yourselves. It'll be Just, fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he must have really been kicking himself afterwards, given what happens, and wishing that he'd actually said, Look, Jason, go inside the Hatchetron, destroy Cardiotron. Because, honestly, these thicky, numskull. D-
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Here we go. Uh, uh, Let it all I out, mean, PDT.
0: Oh, it frustrates. This episode frustrates me so much. You're right. Like
2: they are idiots. They don't listen to Zordon's advice whatsoever. No,
0: they clearly decide. Okay, we're just going to try and destroy it, rather than. And you know, that's that's. I kind of get that
1: because that's worked know. in the past.
0: Yeah. So they did. They do their thing, and we'll get. We'll come back to that fight because it's that's an incredible mess in itself. Mm. Oh. But so they destroy it. Then Zordon's like, well, the threat's not over. Bring him back. Okay, guys. It's the only way you can defeat this is to destroy the Cardiotron inside the Hatchetron. <laughs> then they go back to Earth, and what do they do? Let's use the Power Sword to destroy <laughs> it. Oh, you f- morons. Hey, I mean, Del. You have fair, to admit, you have to admit.
1: The, the power sword coming in and slicing through, through the sky, that's pretty awesome shot.
0: No, it's not. We've seen it a billion times <laughs> it's in nearly
2: every episode.
0: Quinn, what's your counterpoint to this?
2: My to be fair is that you would expect, in destroying a monster, that you destroy its heart at the same time.
0: Yeah, which is why it's okay the first time. Yeah. I can kind of understand that. But then they go back and Zordon explicitly tells them, no... Listen to what I said before. You have to destroy the Cardiotron if you want to destroy the Haptotron. Do you understand?
1: But how do we destroy it? Use your confidence. Good luck, folks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, Uncle Howard would have. Do- Bob and Skull would have done a better job.
1: Yeah, they, they're going to take probably the would rex. have done. No, they would have bumbled their way into doing it by sheer luck and coincidence.
0: Well, that too. Sometimes that's all it takes, though. Sheer luck and coincidence. Yeah, I just really... <laughs> off. So did the... Okay, so the, the first sword fight, that... <laughs> ...me off no end. Really? Y- you thought s-
1: the sword fight was with, with the individual dinosaurs shooting at the uh, Hattosaurus and it exploding. You didn't like that fight?
0: That bit was fine. It's the beginning of it, which is so sh**tily done. Oh. You know, they all go and they go like okay, let's call on all the Zords. Then you don't see the Zords. You just see Trini going, Look, hey, look, it's attacking and you see the Dragon sword on its own. And to even summon the Dragon sword, you had this sort of sudden daytime shot of the T Rex and then Jason summoning the dinosaur, at the Dragon Sword, and then the Dragon Sword turns up on its own and it's night time. Oh gee, oh god! And yeah, all the other rangers right. are just stood there on the sidelines, going, "Oh no, it's attacking the dragon sword." F-ing do something, then. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, they
1: sort of do. They end up going, "Oh, oh yeah, oh geez, the dragon sword." Let's shoot the Hattosaurus and they do. I do like how the um in this fight the
2: dragonzord sort of like pins down the Hatchosaurus, allowing the, the rest of the Zords to sort of open fire and take it out well but what they think at the time is take it out in like in a barrage of missiles and beams and bullets and everything.
0: It's mm-hmm. weird, isn't it? It's almost like the Dragonzord's got a mind of its own. Oh mm. yeah. I think there's a lot that Quinn can fill us in on in this episode because yep. yeah the, the Dragon Sword's behavior is odd to say the least. He's very really? odd to
2: say the least. As we all know, Dragon Caesar is sentient, as are all the guardian beasts in Zo Ranger. So the episode opens with Dragon Caesar stomping around in the middle of the night, appearing to cause havoc, and the sort of the Zo Rangers come along and they're like looking at him and they're like all shocked. And boy, sort of realizes that Dragon Caesar has made—he's sort of sad with uh, with the death of Buri, mm-hmm. um, and it's made him crazy with shock. Apparently, so they immediately, within about sixty seconds of the episode starting, they call on the guardian beasts and they start to sort of round on Dragon Caesar to try and placate it, I suppose. But what is actually happening is Dragon Caesar is stomping around and is opening up the ground, which releases the monster that we see in this episode, which in uh, Ranger is called Dora Antaeus. I think is probably how we're pronouncing yes, that. Yeah. Um, uh. So he, so it's Dragon Caesar has sensed that this monster is, is underground. That has been placed there uh, still by Bandora but he's going after the monster on his own. So that's why it's introduced via heavily edited footage in the viewing globe. Yes. <laughs> ah. And why and why these shots of nighttime and then back to daytime all of a sudden because they've cut bits from the start of the episode and put them yep. in later on and such and such. We then get the individual sword uh, zord fights and they think that they've defeated the monster. So that's the first time that they blow the monster to smithereens. The Zo Rangers start taking credit for having defeated Dora and, and Like They're taking credit individually. Like So you've got like May saying, oh, it was me and the... T- uh, whatever the counterpart is, the Pterodactyl with our beams. And Geki's kind of all proud that he used the T-Rex and he's like
0: mouth blasting yeah. thing we've never seen them do this before no they just stood there going well it was actually my Tyrannosaurus who yeah. did this <laughs> well my Triceratops was pretty awesome too they've been pretty f- about it
2: like, they, they're all yeah, sort of like trying to claim credit for this th- for this win. Interesting. Yeah, well,
0: Dragon Seas has just stood there at the back going, oh. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is where it starts
2: to get weird because Dragon is <laughs> looking all forlorn and upset that he's been forgotten about and that actually he was involved in the fight as well. And it was,
1: if it wasn't for him, then this monster wouldn't have been revealed and all this stuff. That's interesting, having a Dragon Zord showing signs of annoyance. It's depression.
0: Yeah, he goes You
1: up... see it in his eyes. He walks off really sad. He very solemnly just, like,
2: slopes away while the rangers... Are, uh, while the zoo rangers aren't looking. Oh. Because they haven't appreciated
1: his efforts. <laughs> they haven't appreciated the Dragon Z, And
0: then Geki does go, oh, well, uh, of course, we couldn't have done it without Dragon Z. Yeah. Oh, where's he gone?
1: <laughs> oh, no, you're kidding me.
2: <laughs> we then cut to one of the only two scenes that we get of Dora, Bandora in this episode and her minions, which is the basically the same ones from the Power Rangers and... and um, not a lot really happens there. She just sort of states that, no, this isn't the end. It's only the beginning kind of thing. We then start to see the pieces Hang of... Hang on, the mon-
0: can, I, can I just say, I think there is one thing about this which I preferred to the Power Rangers version of it. They're both fairly brief, but this one does explain that the Hatchosaurus or Doranteus... Yes, you're right. It absorbs the energy of the Zord's attacks. Like, that's what helps it become a different form. Oh.
2: Yeah, that that what. One- the reason I didn't mention it at that point is because that comes later on but you are right
0: oh all right then
2: sorry but yeah <laughs> it is it absorbs the power from the from the attacks of the zero rangers and then allows it to, like, heal itself and sort of, you get that, those pieces coming back together like the, like the T-1000 in Terminator.
0: It's one of those things that G-Ranger does every now and then, that Power Rangers just misses out. Yeah. Like the episode where they had the turtle monster, that was Squat and Babu reacting to previous events. That They put that one line in which made it made so much more sense. Mm-hmm. It does that here, you know, all Power Rangers had to do was say, it absorbs the energy, and you'd be like, oh yeah.
2: Back to Ranger. basically you end up getting, Dragon Caesar moping around really upset and, and pining after the Buraya. The rest of the episode basically unfolds in the same way that it does in
0: Power Rangers, because it is just... Oh, ha- this hang on, forward. hang on, Quinn. You forgot Geki's excellent counselling skills. Are you talking about when he's all
2: wrapped up
0: in... No! Oh. No, not at all, I'm talking about before... Dragon Caesar goes and mopes off properly. There's a short scene with where Geki kind of tries to confront him and basically says, hey, you're working with us now. And he just goes, forget about Barai already. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah.
2: Oh, you, you're kidding me. So, yeah, so Dragon Caesar's daydreaming about Barai mm. um, and sees him walking towards him and then it actually turns out to be Geki. And yeah, Geki sort of comes up and goes, Look, you're we're gonna be working together from now on, you're gonna be working with me. He said, just forget about Barai oh, <laughs> It's just it's this just really like, kind of heartless that's, that's cold.
0: I
1: mean Barai's body's not even cold yet.
0: Yeah. No, I mean don't take up counselling. It's is all I can say, Geki. <laughs> but the thing I find odd about all this is that Barai and Dragon Caesar never had a relationship.
2: Not in the way that it's sort of being portrayed in this episode, no. But no. I think if you look if you remember back to the, I think it's the second of the Zura Ranger episodes that makes up what we sort of think of as the green candle like Bur- yeah. Burai's death he has that moment where he's riding around on Dragon Caesar with that kid that is about to die.
0: I would argue the kid who's about to die had more of a relationship with Dragon Caesar. <laughs> yeah, but I
2: think he's he it clearly shows some sort of connection with Dragon Caesar that maybe it's like evolved off-screen in some in some
0: sense. Yeah, maybe. I just think it's been a whiny little that's b- so. <laughs> all. Yeah. Uh and it, well he it definitely is because you get the, you get this scene
2: of again of Beraia in a field of flowers, waving goodbye to Dragon Caesar. At which point, I feel that the the theme tune from the '90s sitcom Birds of Feather ought to have been playing over it. So that's all I could think of with the episode title from <laughs> Power Rangers, <laughs> and then watching this scene was like, "What'll I do?" <laughs> Just as like Baria sort of fades away. <laughs> So anyway, about from this point on, the episode unfolds basically in exactly the same way. You get swords fighting. The only real difference is when Geki's inside the chest of the monster and he's tangled up in the heart. He's playing the dragon flute, trying to spur Dragon Caesar off of the ground as he's bound up. But he gives quite a, a, a speech about sort of, uh, rising up to defeat evil and, and all this stuff, before finally donning the the gold dragon shield and really spurring Dragon Caesar into action and finding his kind of fight again, I suppose.
0: I wasn't sure where it was going for a minute because he starts that whole speech by telling him that Barai isn't really dead. And you're like what? Yeah.
2: Well, I think he's he's sort of <laughs> implying that he like Barai sort of lives within him. Yeah, no, something? that's what he
0: goes on to say. But just yeah. as an opening gambit, I was like. Is he going to lie to the Dragon Zord?
2: Uh, anyway, that's basically it. They form the Ultra Zord. Bang bang, you're dead. Zoo Rangers apologize for not showing appreciation to Dragon Caesar. Geki plays the dragon flute, and that's kind of the end of the episode. They sort of become friends. Geki and Dragon Caesar make
0: up, and the the rest of the Zoo Rangers apologize to it as well for being. Yeah, they all they all apologise for not showing their appreciation in the first place. Especially Boy, who at various points in the episode have been going, Ugh, Dragon Seas has not shown up, he's so stupid! <laughs> Boy's kind of a, the worst of them all, I think. Well, I've got to say, this has been pretty interesting.
1: So far, the Zoo Ranger stuff has been much more interesting, and it has a lot more discussion than what happened in Power Rangers. Yeah.
0: Well, you say that, but it's only really the first seven or eight minutes of the G ranger thing, because after that, it's exactly the same as the Power Rangers, this just soulless fight.
2: Yeah, nothing else really happens. It is just that Dragon Seas are moping around. Uh. It works for a little bit, but I think it goes on a tad too long. Yeah. They really, really ham it up, and it beca- and it's the, the focus of the episode, really, is the fact that Dragon Seas are this sentient, robotic guardian beast monster is sad about a person that he's only really known for about six weeks having died
0: for like four minutes at a time yeah
2: four minutes at a time never only once does burai ride inside of dragon caesar and that is in his death throes the rest of the time he just stands on rooftops and lullabies it with
0: flute music look it, it still annoys me the how dense the power rangers were yeah it annoys me because, it, like you said, it's such an easy fix.
2: If they just tweaked the writing of the episode, yeah. all of the footage from Zoo Range would have
0: made sense. I mean, this is an episode that I watched, and I was just like, "I've, I've got so many problems with this." Yeah, <laughs> it just made me angry throughout. Yeah. I tell you what, you've you've changed my mind, you guys. I- before I...
1: <laughs> we dragged you down to our level Grax. no you did and the thing what I was watching is I was actually enjoying it I was having fun because it played to my interest it, pl- it was lots of dragonzord fighting which is actually really good fighting there's lots of interesting actions there was like uh, uh, the is doing some slashing doing some belly flops with electricity picking up the megazords and just throwing it around these are really interesting and I-, and I was enjoying this and I was going to give it Look, a higher rating mention a
0: bit where hatchesaurus gives it a big hug it gives it a big <laughs> hug and a
1: bit of a kiss <laughs> on the neck being all sensual sparks flying everywhere so romantic but now you've pointed out all these flaws which are actually really big flaws i i mean i don't know if we want to go into the ratings now but there's one thing i want to point out before we get to ratings
2: Do you remember yep. my first episode on here a few weeks back was the episode where they they combined those two different monsters from two different episodes of Zura-Ranger. Yeah, yeah. And you, Grax, said that the, the episode was a confusing mess and you didn't enjoy it that
0: much. <laughs> and I said,
2: yeah. I actually liked it, even though it was a little bit of a confusing mess, because there was some really nice Zord fighting and monster fighting scenes, and it mm-hmm. had everything that you kind of want from a Power Rangers episode. Mm-hmm. And even though it didn't quite make sense, they made sense of it well enough. Do you remember when I said that? I, I do. <laughs> now now, now I think about this episode and what they've done here. Yeah. Now, this yeah. is this is the basis of one episode of Zo Ranger, and they've completely torn it to shreds, and it makes even less sense, I think. And we've still got all of that like awesome kind of Zord fight footage, but it that's really displaced by the fact that there there are all of these flaws I don't think were present in the other one we were discussing.
1: But, Quinn, here's the thing. I mean, this episode only had one monster and one storyline, and the other one had two monsters and two different storylines, which is why I liked this one before more than the other one.
0: Hey, now, this episode had two storylines, remember? You've forgotten about Biff and Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) Who? I like how at the end of it, like, what?
2: So, is the fact that Cameron defeats or wins against Biff in the karate competition. Is that what changes Biff's mind and goes up and kicks Skull in the shin and goes, no, I'm going off on my own. I'm getting another coach. Is it just because he's lost?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Because he was doing so well. It was like a (laughs) 50-50 fight. It was was the... it was a judge's final call on who won that.
1: It, I would say it was Biff. Biff was definitely the winner of this. He was clearly doing all the right moves. Yeah. And then Cameron comes in, does a couple of uh, soft moves, nothing impressive, and he wins. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I think martial artists would
2: say that does make sense. Uh, I think they would say it's not about the might that you use, but the like how efficiently that you fight. And and if you can if you can disable your opponent quickly and swiftly without showing off
1: i suppose that's true a lot of what cameron did was
0: taking biff's energy and re it back yeah. upon himself well the question i have is what was biff's special move that he didn't use because i feel like it was meant to be kneeing him in the nuts i was hoping mm. he was going to need uh, they just balkan couldn't ag- quite go there no i suspect that that would have been what the balkan skulls actors were pushing for yeah, probably. For like, that would be funny. The Bulk <laughs> of
1: actors like going to do, uh, uh, Biff characters. Hey, kid, just just kick me in the nuts. It'll be fun. Just kick me in the nuts. Go on, kid. Go on, kid.
0: Well, well obviously, not really kick him in the nuts, but, you know, pretend to, <laughs> pretend
1: pretend to, to kick it. him in the
0: nuts. We know that they had a certain leeway, and I think that matches their the kind of sense of humour that I've seen from them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and they know their characters really well as well. So they know that that's probably yeah. the sort of thing that definitely Bulk, maybe Skull, would have been yeah. pushing for. That kind of dirty it is, is it underhand just... fighting. Yes, yes.
0: Okay, should we rate this episode then?
1: <sighs> uh I mean, I think we all know where we're going with this, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I was going for a four out of six power coins because I really enjoyed it, but after all these flaws, which I just can't ignore, I will drop it down to three out of six power coins because I still really had a lot of fun with the episode, but... It could have been so much better. I do agree with Quinn in that sense.
0: Man, I still feel like 3 out of 6 is generous. Yeah.
1: Really? I, Grax, just as a reminder, you gave last week's
2: episode of 3 out of 6, and that has Tommy <laughs> losing his powers and kissing Kimberly.
0: This is just an appallingly lazy episode of Power Rangers. Is, yeah. And there's a a few of these to come now as well. I mean, I feel like I can't quite give it a one, because the stuff with the Dragon Shield is quite cool. And also, this is an episode that a lot of snippets were used from for the Power Rangers A Rock Adventure album. What? Yeah, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers A Rock Adventure was sort of album full of Ron Wasserman's songs, none of which we've actually heard on the series yet. Apart from, obviously, the theme tune. Together with linking bits of dialogue from the series... And, yeah, this one, sort of, there was quite a lot of dialogue taken from this one.
1: There are some good action sequences in it. Yeah. And the thing is, I actually do like this monster quite a lot. It, it, for some reason, I had a real sense of Godzilla fight Viper. I don't mm. know why, but yeah. that that's the thing that helps push up the score for me. I, I like this monster.
0: I feel like I can't quite give it a one. It's not quite the very worst that Power Rangers has, but it's it's a low 2
1: oh yeah clinging on to dear life 2
0: out of 6 power coins right
2: yeah yeah I kind of agree with PDT I, I may maybe not quite a low 2 I think it I think it's a solid 2 but I don't think it can really it doesn't impress me the only bit of the episode I really really enjoy is in both This and Zuranger Ranger is Jason and Geki, their final push to to destroy the part of uh, the monster with the Dragon Shield and the Power Sword and the Dragon Dagger and just going in there, all, well, not all guns blazing, but you know what I mean? Just really going for it in that proper action hero style. But that's the only thing that that interests me. The first, whatever it is, five or six minutes with the karate competition and Zack and Cameron, no, I could do without that <laughs> the monster fights are cool but once you've seen one of them I've seen all three of them there's some nice stuff with the dragon Caesar but uh, with dragon sword sorry I just feel like all of these things would be better placed in better episodes <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just not in this yeah, one so yeah it's a, it's a solid two for me
0: the shield bit that is the only bit that that feels like it has any kind of emotion or yeah stakes to it really
2: And it's like really the first time as well that you see, other than when they go for Titanus early on, it's the first time you see the Red Ranger wearing the Dragon Shield and really sort of taking control of the situation in this semi-iconic manner that has become quite popular amongst fans. Like the Red Ranger donning or sort of taking up the Green Ranger's powers to, to win the day as it
0: were. So, I mean, do you agree with Grax in giving it a three out of six? Or do you agree with me and Quinn in giving it a 2 out of 6? How do they get in touch with us, guys? At RangerPod on Twitter. On Facebook is RangerPod, I'm guessing. Yep. RangerPod at gmail.com? No, it's theRangerPod at gmail.com, but Keep Eric's the only one who's guys. ever emailed it. Keep it consistent, Keep it
2: consistent. We
0: would have done... But Jesus someone... Christ, no
2: wonder you never get any emails. Everyone's emailing RangerPod at gmail.com. He's going into some poor guy's server in China somewhere, wondering what the <laughs> f*** all this b- Fan mail is.
0: Well, he got there first. <laughs> I tried to register rangerpod at gmail.com and some bugger had already got it. Probably for a podcast that they never did. <laughs> that it? Yeah, thanks yeah, so. so Okay.
1: Next again. Bye, everyone.
0: <laughs> uh, no, no, come on. You've got to do better than that. Quinn, ra- lead us out, Quinn.
2: Uh, well, I suppose... Um, we'll see everyone next week when uh, we will be. What's the episode title for next week? Oh God! God. When we get to clean up the club, <sighs> clean up club. We we just let's just put out episode four again.
0: <laughs> Don't make <laughs> us watch it.
1: <laughs> oh, that doesn't bode too well for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I might have something to do that week, guys. Yeah. So oh. I think I think Greg should be
2: on your own. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, you two
2: go to the peace conference? yeah I th- I just got an urgent I've got Banky Moons just paged me he needs me over there ASAP
0: what yeah me too if we're still going with this as a <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: oh. alright look guys until next week some Goodbye.
0: or all of us will see you then yeah
1: <laughs> bye when I'm
2: alone...